I am so excited to be partnering up with Gorillas again this season. The original sexy grocery delivery app is revolutionizing online shopping. Fresh food delivered to your door in minutes, catering to all your food needs. Operating in nine countries around the world, Gorillas supports small businesses as well as local producers to bring your favorite brands to your door. Run out of wine during the dinner party? Gorillas can sort that. Run out of eggs for your Sunday morning pancakes? Gorillas can also sort that. Don't believe me when I say how great they are? Then download their app and get £10 off your first order when you spend £20. Use the code SEXY10 at checkout and thank me later. Hello and welcome to the Crazy Sexy Food Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Harley-Young. This podcast is all about the love of food and how it plays a part in our lives. I sit down with well-known personalities, food experts, chefs, and people who just love their food to find out all about their life, career, and their favorite tastes along the way. Today, I'm joined by a world champion boxer, Lawrence Okoli, fresh from the ring of his latest bout, which saw him retain his world title. Lawrence is not just the WBO cruiserweight champion of the world, but he is also a hugely motivational speaker and inspiration to us all. Through his incredibly unique rise to success, he has spoken up about the struggles he experienced growing up, from bullying to being overweight to racism. He detailed this all in his book, Dare to Change Your Life, where he opens up about how he went from being clinically obese to competing at the Olympics within four years, mixed with motivational quotes and advice. It's a huge privilege to have you join me today, Lawrence. We have a lot to talk about. Welcome to Crazy Sexy Food. (laughs) Thank you. That's a great intro. First of all, a massive congratulations you um you're, you've just come off the back of um retaining your world title how does that feel yeah it was good you know this one in particular was one where you know um i felt a lot of pressure because i knew what was on the other side of victory and um you know I was, I was up against a really good competitor who had his whole nation behind him so um yeah i feel i feel happy and blessed to have got the victory and i mean what does it feel like when you sort of step out of the ring after winning a fight? I mean, obviously you're like, you're filled with adrenaline, but is it, is it quite an overwhelming experience? Is it a lot of mixed emotions I can imagine? Well, it always depends on how the fight goes, you know, you'll, you'll feel differently. When I've gone and got quick knockouts, you just happy move on. When I've got an, um, when it's been harder fights and stuff like that, you know, you feel, more relief. So this one was a, a mix of emotions, you know. Um, I wanted to get a knockout. It didn't come, but I was just, you know, happy to remain victorious, you know. And I can say that I've been world champion, you know, two successful defences and we're pushing on for more. Absolutely. So you are recording from bed. I think you're my first guest who has recorded from bed. So the next question, I'm not sure where it's going to go, but I always ask my guests, what did you have for breakfast today? <laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't managed to eat any breakfast yet today because um, I have been in bed. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I'll be looking forward to probably going to have something. Now, seeing as we're talking about food, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go outlandish today. I'm not sure what yet, but it's going to be outside my norm. So what's what's a normal breakfast? Um, probably porridge, oats, you know that kind of thing. Maybe, you know, 
avocado toast and stuff like that. But to, I think I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go adventurous. I'm not sure where that takes me, but I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna find out. So are we talking like crazy adventurous? Like I don't know, pancakes, waffles. I think, I think, I think you nailed it. You're going full in. You're going in. I think yeah. we're, I think we're going pancakes. We're gonna find uh, a, a nice spot that can cater to what I need, and uh, we're gonna enjoy. Perfect. So I want to take it um, back to your childhood. You were born and raised in Hackney in East London. I want to know what life was like growing up. I want to know who was cooking. Was food important in your household? Um, what were you eating? Sort of paint the whole picture. Oh, uh, well, yeah, food was um, really important um, in my house. Um, Cooking-wise, it was mainly my mum. Um, you know, she she like you know make a, make a point of she she enjoys cooking so a lot of African food you know the the, the traditional Nigerian stuff and um, you know when I got to a certain age you know I, I obviously I, I I love food so I would you know get home before her cook myself a little something to eat and then still have hers afterwards so I was uh yeah really really enjoying food. And can you give me some examples of like what sort of dishes were on the table? Yeah, so like obviously the the standard jollof rice um, with, with various meats when I was younger, um, stuff like pounded jam, abba, you know, plantain fried. Yeah, just a whole bunch, just a whole bunch of fried rice. Just yeah, just low, low, like yeah, any any sort of Nigerian dish you can think of. And so, was, was she that. only cooking Nigerian food, or was she ever yeah. cooking like anything like I don't know, like a spag bowl or whatever? Not really, but you know the occasional. Obviously, she's quite diverse. So, but mainly, you know, it was African stuff. And then if you know, who came to breakfast, it could be you know, English breakfast. You know, eggs yeah, yeah, and yeah. whatever else. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of the vibe. Um, so I love Nigerian food. Um, nice. I used to, I used to, have, used to have a Nigerian boyfriend a long time ago, and um, my favorite Nigerian dish is efo. Oh, okay. You're really going for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really did have a... Yeah, a <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> um, so I kind of feel like, you know, I've only met you for like five minutes, but I feel like there's sort of these two sides of Lawrence Okoli. I feel like there's this world champion boxer um, and then there's this other side that is just as powerful, but is full of motivation, inspiration for others and you have been very open about your childhood and some of the experiences and the, some of the struggles that you had to deal with growing up, such as weight issues, bullying, racism. And I guess what I want to know is, in your sort of younger life, was boxing even something that was on your radar? No. Um, the only experience I had with boxing was, you know, I, I saw... a. Uh, a thing where Mike Tyson had had bit um, uh, Evander Holyfield. That was it, you know. Yeah. Um, and you, I think everyone kind of knew who Muhammad Ali was, but outside of that, no. Nah, you know what I mean, I, I never watched a fight. Never even knew what it was. Do you know what I'm saying? Really. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd never watched a boxing match before. Um, before I went to the boxing gym, never. Yeah, boxing was just a foreign sport. Mm-hmm. And I guess, you know, I, for some people that have sort of followed your story, um, they will know about this. But for anyone that doesn't, what was kind of the turning point? Because I know it involves McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but sort of for people that might not know, can you just sort of detail 
what sort of turned your life around? Well, really, um, I mean, the short the short version of it is I was working one particular day. I was a, a minute or two late and I, I got a, a, a real telling off um, for it. Fair enough, but late is late. And then um, that that particular lunch break, uh, it was the Olympic finals um, where I saw Anthony Joshua go on and win Olympic gold. Um, I'd then done research and found out that Luke Campbell and Nicola added, there was a whole bunch of gold medalists from the UK and it just really inspired me and made me feel like anything's possible and you know, like especially someone like Anthony Joshua, he's come from a place where it's quite similar to mine. So it seemed a, a lot more achievable. Um, so I just thought, you know what, I'm, I'm, I can do this. And then I pushed on and, and I went for it. And I mean, I know this sounds like a really silly question, but like, did you literally leave work that day and you were like, okay, this is it. Like, I need to change my life around. I need to, like, were you like on the, were you like Googling, like, what do I do to yeah. become these no, so, people essentially no 100 I mean, like obviously with that one I'd had some experience as in I'd been to a boxing gym before do you know what I mean at this stage so it wasn't like they're boxers I'm going to be boxers yeah. but it was like it was never a plan of mine to become a boxer to take it up seriously okay. it was just like a, a pastime to, to, to drop weight and stuff so yeah after that day, I did leave that that particular day, and my manager was really cool about it. I think it was, you know, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, good luck, mate. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> and um, but me and him are still cool as well as a lot of people that we work there together. But yeah, it was generally as as quick and easy as that. It's mm. just like you know what, I'm not gonna accomplish what I want to accomplish here mm. right now, um, because my goal wasn't you know to become a manager or anything like that. At McDonald's, it was. To, to go on and do start to do to do something else, so it's a, it's a blessing, yeah. Absolutely, and then you went on to, and I'm sort of fast forwarding a bit, but you sort of went on to document a lot of this in your book, which is um, called Dare to Change Your Life, uh, which is part memoir, part sort of quite like a lot of motivational speak. Why did you decide to write that book? You know, was it difficult? Was it quite easy to do it? It was a mixture. So obviously, I, I didn't actually particularly want to write a book you know um but I was um I did an interview quite similar to this um with Fern Cotton and yeah. she seemed like she I was love taken Fern. Aback. She's, a, she's a friend of mine oh yes yeah and she seemed to she she just seemed quite taken taken aback by my story and everything like that and then um she, her, she obviously approached and said hey well you know I think your story is amazing have you ever thought about sort of documenting it and where I hadn't won a world title I hadn't done the stuff that I want to go on it to even accomplish from here, I was kind of like, it's a bit premature, is it? Like, mm. like, 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 do you know what I mean? But then she just said, like, like, and just in, in, in a nicer way, but just, it's just like, am I being selfish and letting ego sort of get in the way? Because there's a, a story there where someone went from obesity, getting bullied, to being an Olympian and a, and a, and a championship boxer. And it's like, what would I would, what would I have liked to have said to my younger self? Do you know what I mean? For, to motivate and inspire him to go on and to, to do what I've accomplished or something else. And I thought to myself, oh, she's right. It's, it's, it's potentially bigger than just me and my ego. So I just thought, right, you know, I'll go ahead and get it done. And then um, in terms of the actual process, it was quite easy because it's a lot of my own like anecdotes. It's not like my life story. It's just mm-hmm. anecdotes. Well, don't be jealous and here's an example of myself and you know whatever else 
work hard, you know, um, just, yeah, like all, all the different 41 sort of steps, they, I just linked them into actual stuff that's happened in my own life. So it was quite, it was quite straightforward, really. It's funny because, I mean, listen, I um, also was quite overweight as a child and yeah. I didn't suffer from bullying, but I was, I had terrible, terrible confidence issues that kind of came from the way that I looked and how unhappy I was. Oh, and I, I feel like there's serious resilience behind you to completely change your life around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in a similar way, I mean, yeah. I eventually lost weight and it was kind of, when, and, and, <laughs> thank you. Um, but you know, it, and it wasn't that because I then became an athlete or whatever. I think I just naturally got to a point where I was like, okay, I need to just sort my life out. I'm not mm. happy, you know, and I can't live like this forever. But you know, where does that underlying strength and resilience come from? Because a lot of people are overweight. A lot of people deal with bullying, but not everyone necessarily can completely change their life around like that. They don't have the, um, perhaps, I don't know, the mindset or the tools to be able to do that. I think uh, it definitely comes from within. Do you know what I'm saying? I think you have to kind of just make the choice the same way you have yourself to kind of go ahead and make that stuff happen. Um, I don't know what motivated or inspired you or if it was just a case of, you know, I've had enough, but that's it really. Do you know what I mean? I mm, think you just get mm. to that point and you just say... I think everyone has their, has their kind of like boiling point, don't they? Well, and then, like and then after that boiling point, you have to then say to yourself like, am I actually going to act on this or am I not? Do you know what I mean? And th that's yeah. the hard part. I think the hard part is actually knowing I want to change this and then actually going ahead and doing that. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise mm. it's just... It just further goes into, um, you know, the spiral. If you want to change it and you're not changing it, it's going to make you even more unhappy. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So all, everything that we're talking about actually is obviously heavily linked to food. So mm -hmm. I wanted to know what your relationship with food was like when you were younger, when you mm -hmm. were overweight. Was it was it simply that you were just overeating and you weren't eating the right foods, so to speak? Yeah, I think it was a mix. It turned into a sort of spiral effect. So obviously it starts off with, you know, not having the knowledge of nutrition and stuff like that, you know, and just enjoying the taste of food. Like, And then it became social for me. And then after that, it, it became, I'm actually, you know, when I became a bit more conscious, like, oh, my days, this is what it is to be fat or be, like, you become more aware of it. Do you know what I mean? So initially it was that. Then, you know, I would literally just find a safe haven in, the cafeteria where I was getting bullied, you know, that's the place where all of the teachers were and whatever else. And I'll just stay in there the whole lunch. And then that would come with like, okay, well, you get um, seconds when you're, st when you're still there. After everyone's been fed, there's leftover food. And that, I used to look forward to that, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the lunch break, I would just wait, get some extra food. Then on the way home, chicken and chips, then get home, have a, French toast that I learned how to make myself and then <laughs> after just have African food and you don't realise how many calories you're taking on whatever else mm. and then you get um, you get that overweight you get understanding of that and then um, and then it makes it more difficult for you to um, yeah so then it gets into spiral then is it comfort eating maybe yeah I mean I I totally understand and I guess 
you probably weren't I mean were you access were you doing sports at school or was it just not really something no I mean like I would you know try and hide on PE day me too (laughs) (laughs) and even for me um I would have like you know to how do I say so I would have to like take off my top and I didn't want to do you know what I'm saying so Mm. I would find different ways to get away from that and whatever else I couldn't relate to you more like it was even like with me like I was in an all-girls school and like the days when there'd be like swimming class it's like there's no way I'm getting into a swimming costume Mm. like with my peers because that's just like so uncomfortable for me to even think about at the time this is it so I totally get it so I guess again sort of I'm sort of jumping all over the place but when you do start um sort of getting into the boxing and you start training and you start changing your life around um obviously your physical appearance starts you know changing quite dramatically what would you say were like some of the main points nutrition wise that I guess you learned um I learned you know about obviously um calorie deficit so um training more than I was eating um not eating too late you know close to bedtime um, you know, greasy, fatty foods are harder to burn than vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's those are the main ones. And then, but like, so, so when you did start like training with the boxing, so were you were you were you going to a boxing gym? Is that how you sort of started? Yes, yeah, so I actually got into a, the boxing gym because I had a fight in school where someone was you know attempting to bully me and. um once you know, not school, like you know, whatever they were, you know, taking the mick out of me the whole day and my weight and stuff like that. And um, we eventually had a fight, and um, a particular boxer in my school just said, "I've seen you have so many fights throughout school. Like, just come down the boxing gym, because I because I usually win." Um, and he said, "Just come down the boxing gym." <laughs> and then I went down and fell in love with it the first time, um, and just kind of just sort of got into it that way. Um, and it kind of helped with my temper and stuff anyway. Mm. So I just, I just liked it any, anyhow. But then it was just never something that I was going to take seriously as a job or anything like that. This is really weird you saying this because I didn't know parts of that story. So my mm. husband um, used to be a boxer. Oh, and wow. um, the reason he got into boxing is because mm. he had a really bad temper and he got oh, into wow. a fight at school. Mm. His was a little bit more serious because it may or may not have been with an altercation with a teacher. However, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he ended up going to Sheffield and working with Brendan Ingle. So he was working. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was fighting up there. Um so I, I so understand everything that you're saying because I do think it is an incredible outlet for kids who maybe do have a few issues going on, whether it be at home or like within themselves. I think it's, you know, for me even, I, I find when I'm just like boxing on a bag, whatever, it's how I get rid of my tension. Agreed. I think boxing so, is underrated for that. Yeah, totally. So... You um, then obviously find yourself at the Olympics um, before turning pro. Was that quite a daunting experience? Uh, No, it wasn't daunting. I think it it worked in two ways. So it was a blessing, um, you know, because I was uh, 2015, still in Hackney, just, you know, not knowing, not sure what was going to happen, where I was going to go. And then, you know, seven months later, I was quite, no, actually... 
six months later, I qualified for the Olympics and then eight months later, I was actually there. So it was quite a wild one, but I, I just kind of went with the wave. I didn't really mm. overthink it. But then when I got there, I, was, I think I was more happy to be there, seeing Usain Bolt, seeing all the good and great English um, and British um, athletes. And I was just more like a fan than like yeah. an athlete. Um, but then I think that that did help me. I did mention it in the book, but it helped me change my mindset in terms of like how I approached occasions and stuff. Because like I said, I was happy to be there as opposed to focused on winning something, you know. So when I turned professional, I promised myself that I would be focused on winning and goals and myself and stuff like that. And I guess like my real... Um like interest when it comes to boxing because obviously I now live in a boxing household um is and I've always been into it actually but Mm -hmm. when prepping for a fight what are you eating because sort of how long do you usually give yourself but when you go into like like training camp and whatnot well it depends I I would like to say seven weeks of being in in a camp house but beforehand training anyway and I get a bit more strict the last maybe six weeks on like mm. um like the like solid vegan diet. Do you know what I mean? Just um, you know, getting in. I have nutritionists or chefs that come in and help with that. Um, so that's kind of what I'd have like you know, um, beans, lentils. Um, you know, sometimes meat substitutes, loads of like green greens and stuff like that. Are you a full time vegan? So I'd say I'd say ninety percent because I don't want to say yes and then someone catches me having a um, an Oreo milkshake or whatever. Yeah. But, but generally, or your bacon and eggs later on. No, no, no. <laughs> I I don't eat meat, but it's, it's the dairy that was hard okay. for me to kind of let go of completely. Yeah. You know what I mean, um, I love milk. So do you? So God, so you literally cut? Oh my God! So you cut out eggs and? Oh my gosh! Okay. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, a lot. Um, yeah. Why did you decide to do that? Uh, I just wanted I wanted to give it a go for a month and then after the month I enjoyed it so much that I just um kept it going. And do you feel like it makes a huge difference in your performance? For me, yeah. So I I I started after the Olympics, so ever since as a pro I haven't had any meat or um fish or anything like that. And I've you know, I've been doing all right. And then a part of uh, this sort of um run up to a fight obviously um you're going to be cutting weight which I just do not know how you guys do that Mm -hmm. like what is it just a matter of not eating or eating very certain foods you know that's sort of like that bit before weigh-in you're literally I mean my obviously my husband has told me you know kind of what happens I mean is it is that not a dangerous process on the body it depends on how, how you do it. Some people do it a lot better than others. Some people, like, you have to get good people on board and know yourself. Uh, I think for me, it's it's about, you know, just being consistent for a while, do you know what I'm saying, on diet, on all that other okay. stuff, do you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, it's just a case of finding a weight that works for you and then not overdoing it, do you know what I mean? So what is your natural walking weight? Uh, I can't say, do you know what I mean? But it's... Uh, it's more oh, than I weigh. You're not that. allowed to. Okay. I just, I just, yeah, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't say. <laughs> okay, and then, but like, what would you be normally cutting down to? Are you uh, to I'll, I'll cut down to fourteen stone four. Um, so ninety, ninety-one kilos. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, I'm within the ten percent range. That's 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 the main thing. 
Yeah. And then on the flip side, and I've, I've spoken to um, a few athletes about this who they're not boxers. I, I, I recently interviewed a guy from the NFL and oh. we were talking about what happens to athletes. Um, but in this situation, we're talking about boxers, about when they actually retire and what mm-hmm. happens to their bodies. Yeah. You know, I think that we've all sort of seen photos of certain boxers who have, you know, really put weight on after. Do you think that that's just, I guess, you know, listen, you're burning so many calories, you know, when you're training, when you're boxing, whatever it is that you're, you know, you're you're in. Is Do you think it's just like a massive shock on the body and it just, you're think, trying to, f- I guess, find your new life in a way? Yeah. I think I can. I obviously haven't retired yet, but I think that it would probably. You've be only just started, of, darling. You've yeah, only just started. <laughs> I think the only thing is, is that I know what it's like in and out of camp, so I can only imagine what it's like when mm. you retire. But you've showed so much discipline for however many weeks and in terms of retirement years that when you do retire, now you don't have anything to sort of that. The goal was to train for a fight. Now you have no fight. It's kind of like oh, yeah. okay, I'm just yeah. going to enjoy food that I've been missing out on for all these years yeah. and whatever else, and you know. I think, yeah, that's, that, that, could, that could be the only only possible reason. I think it's also like you lose that structure in your life as well, yeah, 100%, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, yeah, it's like, you, 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 as you, you actually used a word, like you're so disciplined. Mm-hmm. I have so much admiration for athletes and people who devote their life to that because mm-hmm. you are, you're on such a strict schedule. Yeah. You know when you're going to eat next. You know when yeah. you're going to be training. You know what you're training each day. You know, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, you're kind of in like a, a sort of, it's kind of like being at school in a way. You kind of no. know what what's happening, and then to suddenly for it to all just disappear, and then for you to sort of fend for yourself out in the in the big wide world. It's, yeah, no, it's a shock. Yeah, it's a shock to the system, and it'll be um, it's, it'll be it's important to get your head screwed on. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And make sure that mm. your head is um, is in the right place because after you finish boxing, you know you don't know what direction you could potentially go in if you haven't got, as you said, that structure. Um, so yeah, just I think it just probably should be spoken about more. To be fair, because you see it happen so often. Mm, mm. No, I, and that's exactly what this other guy said as well. He said it's actually never really dealt with. Um, obviously, Anthony Joshua is a huge mentor of yours. Do you guys spar together? Um, yes, because uh, we're we're just we're one weight class apart from each other. So yeah, we um, we, we 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 often spar. Hope you give him a bloody good seeing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's always good. You know, obviously I'm a world-class athlete. He's a world-class athlete. So, you know, we're always going to have some good work together. Absolutely. I do have one last question regarded to boxing okay. that has come yeah. from my husband. He he desperately needs to know. Okay. So um, in your recent fight last week, mm-hmm. um, you walked into the ring with one of the best MMA fighters in the world, um, yes. Israel Adesanya. And yes. he needs to know, have you guys sparred together? And if so... Who's coming up tops? <laughs> uh, not yet. Uh, we probably will uh, in the coming months because I need to get a bit of jujitsu and um, other work because I think some of my fights get a little bit too um, too much wrestling. So I kind of want to figure out ways of you know getting out of it. So me and him will be working together. In a spa, it depends. If we're talking boxing, there's no way I can uh, get out done. If we're talking MMA, I, <laughs> I don't think I'd even bother. You know what I mean, are you interested in getting into MMA? Absolutely not. I just don't think I could ah. take a kick. I couldn't take a kick. <laughs> couldn't take being thrown around. Couldn't take someone oh. with me just pounding down. It's just too much. I Do you know what? I watch it hands. a lot as well. And I just... Because I, like, I really am into like all different sort of yeah, forms of fighting. But 
it's a uh, it's mad it's intense, it's intense. yeah it's, intense. it's, it's yeah. a lot it's a lot so what do you eat when you have finished a massive boxing match what did you eat when you said when you uh when you won last week um if you're blessed enough to be able to eat afterwards if you haven't taken any damage <laughs> to the jaw True. uh I, I just enjoy like maybe like a good thai um good like maybe italian stuff that you know is really high in carbs and stuff that i wouldn't mm. have eaten before the fight so um, desserts, I just like when I go to town, which is, you know, um, why the weight goes up. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You deserve it for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, can you cook? I can, yes. Um, I can cook. Obviously, from my younger days, I you know, used to have to sneak meals in before mummy was home. But, um, you know, of late, I kind of more rely on chefs. What are your specialities at home if you are cooking? Mm, probably like uh, surprisingly like sort of like the Thais and Indi uh, Chinese Indian stuff I'm not really that good at African food um, you can't yeah. make jollof rice not yet not yet I <gasps> never really gave it a go I made fried rice but it's just that actually it looked a lot too it looked far too technical for me when I was younger um, Lawrence but, even I can make jollof rice and I think you know what given a cookbook <laughs> given the opportunity to learn and the will, will to I could too but I just never really, I never really went for it. Do you know what I'm saying? I never really went for it. Okay, well, put that on your list of things to do. Thank you. And also, <laughs> you know, you and your husband just get me get me a, a batch. That would be perfect. I will. I mean, I didn't end up marrying a Nigerian, but I will oh, make sorry. it for you. Apologies. Apologies. No, that's okay. But I will make it for you. Don't you worry. I make okay. a very, very good one because I love spicy food. So it's, okay, it's nice. perfect spice. Where are some of your favorite restaurants to eat at? Uh, there's a restaurant called, I mean, McDonald's, obviously. Um, and then outside of that, we've got, um, I think it's called Spork or something like that in Mayfair. It's like an African fine dining uh, yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. place. Um, obviously the, the, the name brands, Hakkasan, you know, um, I like Honest Burger because they've got a really nice vegan burger. Okay. Well, I finish my conversations with a few quick fire questions. Are okay. you ready? I am ready. Okay. So this podcast is sponsored by Gorillas. If you were stuck at home and you needed to order three ingredients to make something, what are those three ingredients you're going to order? Um, sourdough bread, avocado, and chili flakes. Nice. Perfect meal. Okay, what is the craziest food you've ever eaten? I've never really been that adventurous with food. Um, I can't think, maybe a turkey tail or something, I don't know. Do you ever eat, um, I remember trying, I didn't like it. But what's that Nigerian dish with tripe in it? Okay, yeah, fine, that is, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I can't, I can't eat Yeah, that. I know. <laughs> I didn't know what it was initially, so I would eat yeah. it like this. But as soon as I found out and saw them actually do it in real life. Yeah, yeah that probably no. sent me vegan, to be fair. Yeah, to be honest, I think that's going to send me vegan if I think about it mm. more. Um, what has been your most memorable meal? Oh, wow. That's a great question. I think probably just one of my birthdays. I think I think one of my birthdays. I'm trying to think which one it was. But I did, like, a whole speech on, like, I'm going to win the world title and do this, that, and that. I think we recorded it, and then obviously oh, it all came true. So I was like, that, probably that one. Oh, I love that. You manifested it into existence. That's the one. My favourite snack of all time is a packet of crisps. What okay. is your favourite flavour of crisps and why? 
Very important question, obviously. Yeah. Um, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with just Pringles because that's the one that I actually um, probably more. Do they count as crisps? I think so. Chris. Yeah. Really? Pringles. Yeah, I can't what think. What um, the, the flavour? The sour, Ready salted. sour cream. No, oh, sour the sour cream. cream. Yeah. So have you seen the, the video of the Pringles being set on fire online? Oh, no. You know, I, <laughs> listen, you asked me crisps, so I had to <laughs> But yeah, um, don't watch it then. That. If you like Pringles, okay. don't watch it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, you know I like the. No, yeah, that, that's the one. That's the that's the truth. Okay. What food sums up happiness for you? Uh, probably like a vegan cake. Oh no, apple crumble and um, and custard definitely. Okay, nice. Love a good apple crumble. Oh, and final question: Live to eat or eat to live? Live to eat or eat to live? Oh, wow. It depends if we're in or out of camp. Um, mm. We're in camp, obviously, it's got to be uh, eat to live. And then out of camp, it's live to eat. I think I really have to be careful after I finish boxing. So I think that uh, anyone that I end up with has to make sure that they're not being catfished because it's all good. <laughs> Seeing me at seeing me at the weigh-ins, all ripped and chiselled, and yeah, yeah. Oh, he's such an athlete, so disciplined. (laughs) The day that I retire, it's a it's a big battle. It's a huge, huge battle. Am I am I going to go down that road of you know I worked hard in my you know and eat, or am I going to carry on training? I hope I carry on training, but it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, listen, you're not going to sustain that kind of training for the rest of yeah. your life. You know, it's you'll just sort of. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. I'm going I'm to aim for it anyway. I'm going to aim for it. Listen, you also got to enjoy life, right? Like, this is what it's all about. We're not here for very long. So. It's true. It's true. Oh, Lawrence, thank you so much for joining me oh, today. Thank you, thank um, you. It's, it's honestly a real pleasure to have spoken with you. You're my first boxer that's come on the podcast. So that's, you know, a real excitement for me. And I wish you the absolute best of luck for the future. Thank you so uh, much. This is, this is just the beginning for you. I, I really do believe um, it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You can follow Lawrence on social media at Lawrence Okoli. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in. If you love what you hear, please subscribe and review. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and check out the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel. Until next time, bye.